I think there's still a good chance the trial of the case could actually begin in the fall. If he's on trial right, right. then, it's, that is not good for that him. That is not good for him. It really is sort of a gut-wrenching thing to think that we could be in the middle of, with a presidential campaign, with six to eight weeks to go, and this guy could be on trial for basically trying to subvert the Constitution of the United States. Hello, everyone, and welcome to George Conway Explains It All. I'm Sarah Longwell, publisher of The Bulwark, and because I'm not a lawyer, I have asked my friend George Conway from the Society for the Rule of Law to explain the legal news to me. Okay, so... Did anything happen? Did anything happen? So it was feeling like a quiet week when we were prepping for the show. We had a whole mailbox episode planned. We were just going to answer questions from our, you know, brilliant, incisive listeners. And then last night at, like, 5 p.m., the Supreme Court just dropped its order in the immunity case. And then, like, right on top of that separately, an Illinois judge disqualified Trump from the ballot. It was just like, boom, boom. So no quiet week anymore. And guys, I promise we're going to do our best to do a mailbag episode soon. Uh, George, you haven't seen these emails, but we got a lot of love from the listeners. And so do your corgis whenever they make an appearance. Uh, One person wrote in to say that she feels like she's taken a smart pill. We need corgis on the Supreme Court. (laughs) Packing the Supreme Court with corgis. Corgis, Yeah, that's uh, some real resistance stuff there. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So let's jump in. We finally heard from SCOTUS after what felt like a very long two weeks. And to refresh everyone's memory, we're talking about special counsel Jack Smith's criminal prosecution of Trump in D.C. for January 6th and all the election interference leading up to it. Trump has argued that he is immune from criminal prosecution for the acts he committed while president. The D.C. court, the Court of Appeals, we did a whole episode on this, uh, said in January that no, Trump is not immune from criminal prosecution. Wrote a fabulous opinion. Yeah, it was a great opinion. I don't know why that didn't just stand. Uh, Trump then asked the U.S. Supreme Court for a stay so that the judge, so that Judge Chutkin in the trial court wouldn't kick the trial into gear. Right. And he filed that request for a stay like on February 12th. Uh, And yesterday, so that's February 28th, uh, the Supreme Court agreed to hear the case and set oral arguments for the week of April 22nd. All right, so I've got a ton of questions for you, including what this means for the trial timeline. First, I want to ask you, why you think it took two weeks to land on a pretty middle-of-the-road path forward? That's a very good question, and I don't think we will know the answer, the true answer, for many years. Um, It won't be until somebody does like what Justice Blackmun does and bequeaths all of his or her papers to the Library of Congress. There are a number of operative theories. One theory is that it took them a long time to craft the precise wording of the question that they want, the legal question that they think the case poses. I'm not sure it's worth speculating what happened. Um, uh, The the important thing is, the significance of what happened yesterday is twofold. One is, it does delay the trial further. Yeah. And um, as, but as I said (laughs) on the day that they denied that earlier cert petition that Jack Smith filed to try to get the case directly, this was like back in January, directly from the district court and skip the court of appeals and go up to the Supreme Court. And then everybody said, oh my gosh, they, they denied that. It's terrible. And you know, my, my view was, well, um, you're going to get a good opinion out of the D.C. Circuit, which we did, mm-hmm. and the Supreme Court could always deny cert. And even if it granted cert, 
it would not grant cert in a manner that would kick the case over to the fall. And that's exactly what happened here. Um, in a case that's, that's granted at the end of February or the beginning of March, I don't think I have to go back to calendars of past years, but it's very difficult to see how that a case, an, a, an ordinary case would get briefed and argued before the end of the term. If you, if you, if you have a grant in March, a cert grant in March, typically what will happen is the briefing will take place, you know, in April and May and June, and then it'll be set for argument in October or November. That did not happen here. So they are expediting this. They're just not expediting it as fast as someone like I would want, um, which would be to reverse time and go back into a Star Trek uh, time warp and make it fast, <laughs> make it three months ago. That said, um, they didn't act as, they didn't move it as quickly as the special counsel wanted it to be moved. And I think the real question is, how long is it going to take them after this April 22 argument? That's when the argument is going to be. Um, how long it's going to take them to decide the case after that? I don't think it should take them that long. But, you know, it's late in the term. They get backed up at the, they, they get backed up in April. They've got all these opinions. I don't know how, how backed up they are this particular year. Um, and it's possible we won't get a decision until um, till June. Um, I'd hope that they get it out in two or three weeks. Um, um, if they get the, you know, if they get a decision by May or June, it's still possible there could be a trial in the fall. What I think we're seeing, going to 